Welcome to the Making Today Your Bitch podcast, where we get real about what sucks in your life and get you on the right track to make today your bitch. Now here's your host and kindness connoisseur, certified life coach and personal trainer, Marissa Nicholson. Hey guys, welcome to episode seven. So last episode, we talked about treating other women like queens and speaking the beauty you saw. More importantly, showing those little women in your life that they are royalty by watching you treat yourself better. I hope that you are doing this, ladies. We have so much work to do here, and together I truly believe that we can change that crap. So here we are in November Yes, it's freaking November. (laughs) What happens? This year, like all years, has flown by. Even last year when we were captives in the zombie apocalypse seemed to fly by. And March was like seven months long. So this time of year, I start to reflect on what has happened for me and how I've grown over the past year. I kind of take stock on what I've accomplished and what used to matter that maybe really doesn't matter anymore. So I've been thinking lately, kind of reflecting back over this last year. And this one has been a big one in the growth department for me. As I have said before, my ex and I split about a year ago. And this time last year, I felt like my whole world was upside down. Why? Well, because it freaking was. That's why. (laughs) And in my mind, I had lost my family home my best friend, and my whole family, which at the time was 100% of my identity. You see, since my daughter was born when I was 19, all I had done was what other people needed, not really what I needed. And now I was sitting for the first time alone and wondering what it was that I really did want, like what made me happy. And I felt strange. I, I almost felt guilty because I'd never done any of that before. You see, for the last three years, my ex and I had worked on getting back to where we were. And we communicated our asses off to do that. Which, to be honest, I'm very proud of. But in the long run, there was just no passion any longer. Now, that doesn't mean love and respect was gone. Which made the walking away part super hard on both of us. But because we loved each other and because we have mad respect, we realized that we were holding each other hostage. And that wasn't okay with us. This is the moment that people shy away from. They feel this way, but they're too scared and too comfortable to jump. And I get it. It would have been way easier for us both to continue on as friends with no passion because we were comfortable. But we both agreed that we cared about each other too much to let comfort get in the way of us living with gusto, whatever that looked like for each of us. This was a jump I had to close my eyes for. Kind of like falling out of a plane. Like you're hoping you don't splat on the ground, but you're not really sure of your fate. You just go on blind faith. And that's what I did. 
And it's a good thing my faith is warrior status because mama was tested, you all. You see, I didn't know what I wanted and I didn't leave my ex in search of a better person. I left in search of me, of my passion. Now, many people look at divorce or separation as a failure. I see it differently. I look at it like an end of a path. We walked together for a long time on that path. And then we realized that we wanted different journeys. And the only way to fulfill that was to take separate ways at the fork. Now, I know that sounds pretty cavalier, but in its simplest form, you guys, that's all it is. So I don't see failure here. I see failure when I see relationships that should have ended, that keep hanging on because what would people think? Or, or for the kids, or, well, we've been together this long. <laughs> or, or fill in whatever shitty excuse to stay comfortable yet unhappy here. I never had the feeling of failure. What I had was a feeling of loss. Like I said, I had 100% of my identity wrapped up in my family because as a little girl, that's all I wanted. So I made my own. And then I lost it. And as I walked away, I really wasn't sure who I was or what I wanted. I had put all of that on a back burner pretty much for my whole life. And the shitty part was, nobody asked me to. I did it to myself. And I was left trying to figure out why. So who was I? What did I want? I began that journey to find out. Now, I wish I could tell you that I had like this eat, pray, love sabbatical that resulted in me speaking a different language and eating some really delicious carbs and drinking a bunch of great wine. But I really don't do carbs and wine gives me a headache. So sadly, it was just me handling my shit. Thank you very much, Julia Roberts. <laughs> but what I did find out on this journey right away was that I was a distractor. Remember those folks from a couple of episodes back? Yeah, these are the people that will work their asses off, like unhuman status, achieve everything, numb out, etc., so that they don't have to feel those ugly ass feels. Ooh, 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 me. That was me. <laughs> I thought I was just driven, which I am, but that was not why I was what nexting myself to death. That was because if I stopped and slowed down, I would actually have to sit with the pain and the BS I still had creeping up from my past. Who wants to do that, right? Nobody. It sucks. This is a protection, my friends. Straight up. This is how we tell ourselves, I'm fine. You're fine. We're all fine. <laughs> but the problem is, your body and your brain know that you're not fine. They know this is counterfeit, which causes depression and anxiety and stress just to name a few. So yes, sitting down with my feels was scary and I didn't know where to start. But I thought if I walked away 
and turned my whole life upside down to find this queen, then I wasn't going to stop until I did. So I started Project Queen. Now all this was was really just me making a list of what was getting in my way of feeling like a queen and then making myself a promise that I would sit with that and not distract myself until it was clean. Not gone. Remember, trauma response is never gone. We heal and we take back control. And that's what I did. I sat with all my feels that I honestly thought I had already healed from and I took back control. And I did this by really looking at how they made me react in situations. As soon as I felt vulnerable enough to be hurt by someone, I would shut down, build a wall, and bounce. I learned that one super young. It's my biggest survival technique. You see, you can't be hurt if you never open up. No one can rip your heart out if they can't get past your armor. But what you also don't get is love. Like real-ass, unguarded love and bliss. Because you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Was that reaction serving me any longer? Think about that. Your self-doubt, body shame, negative self-talk, I'm not good enough, worthy enough, all that crap. Is that serving you as a grown-ass adult? Here's where you say no. (laughs) Here's where you say no, Riz. That is not serving me any longer. Yeah, my crap wasn't serving me either. I mean, some of it did a little bit. It did when I was little. It protected me. And that's why I survived. And I'm a grown-ass woman. It was time for me to thank it for helping me and move on. You see, I used to hate that part of me. It was weak and it was the part that allowed people to hurt me. The reality was, once I sat with that girl, I realized she wasn't weak. She was vulnerable. And there's nothing stronger or more courageous than that. I know what you're thinking. The word vulnerability alone seems like a weak little descriptive. But I challenge you to think of an act of courage that doesn't involve vulnerability. You can't. I mean, even war, like, your ass might die. That's pretty vulnerable. You guys, I honestly sat down thinking I needed to kill the weak little girl off once and for all. Like, she was getting in my way. Seriously, that's how allergic to weakness I was. I was going to prison shank the weak little me because she was what was wrong with me. I was positive of it. Instead, as I did the work... I realized the warrior was the one that needed attention. Like that bitch needed some humbling. (laughs) And so I sat with her. I worked on being vulnerable. And when I felt the feels, I leaned in instead of distracting myself. Really looking at what I was and had been making all my beliefs mean for this long. And what I realized was the warrior protected me when I couldn't protect myself. When I was too young, too weak, she came running into battle. And it was hard to let her go because of that. 
She was my wall. She was my armor. But I knew that no matter what, if I wanted to be who I truly was authentically and meet my unicorn human someday, I had to humble her. Now, she was never going to be gone forever. She's a badass. (laughs) But I needed to control her and not let my trauma from my past trigger her into fighting my battles or having me run away so I didn't have to deal with the crap. Not easy, my friends. But worth the work? Absolutely. What I found on the other side of that work was that you don't have to hate any part of you. It has all served you. It just may not be serving you any longer. So make peace with it. And don't let it act on your behalf anymore. It's a choice, my loves. As I sat with me, I got real clear on who I was and what I wanted. And I started L I V I N. <laughs> it turns out I could give a shit if I ever accomplish anything again because I don't need it. If I want to achieve it, I will. But it isn't to prove that I'm worthy of some shit. It's because I want to do it, period. That feeling was so freeing, you all. I have never been happier in my life because I am living for me. Now, I still serve others because that's who I am, and I am positive that that's why I was put on this earth. But I get to do it even more because my cup is full as hell, and I have more than enough to give others now. I want you to be unafraid to jump, my loves. Yes, it's scary, but it's way scarier to me to be at the end of my life having left out passion. Life is short and we are walking around making lawn care and fancy purses and what other people think about us a priority. And yeah, that stuff's nice, but that isn't living fulfilled. It's a freaking distraction. Strip all that shit away. What do you have? Are you happy? Are you fulfilled? Do you feel like you're living your best damn life? And are you doing it for you? If not, it's time to look in the mirror and do the damn work because you are worth it. And life is going to pass you by anyway. It's your choice if you enjoy this shit or not. In all aspects, from relationships to jobs to your passions to where you live, like all of it. You can have it all, babe. It's a choice. And if you don't believe that, do more work because I am sorry you are wrong. What I would hate is for you to look back having lived your life for everyone else because you felt guilty about investing in you. As I always say, you go everywhere with you. So you may as well love that bitch. Thank you for hanging out with me, my loves. It is always my honor. Go do the work and start fulfilling you and what you want. Start (laughs) L-I-V-I-N. Go make today your bitch. If you like what you heard on the show today and want more information, have questions you'd like me to cover on the show, or just want to cyber stalk me, head on over to maketodayyourbitch.com. 